how are we doing and welcome to the dedicated transform your body mind and life podcast so this week we're going to be talking about meal times um we get this a lot a lot of people ask when's the best time to eat or what time should i be eating these meals now whether it's clients that are just starting up or whether it's just people inquiring or asking for tips it's it's a popular question so i want to break it down it's not as simple as eat it you know this time this time and this time it's specific to the individual and their circumstances. A lot of people don't realize, you know, that's why these generic plans don't work. Everything we do is tailored to that individual's lifestyle, their job, their commitments, their day-to-day. So for example, we've got clients who are police officers and nurses on quite long shifts and usually switching between days and nights. Now, their typical meal timings are gonna be different to someone who works nine to five in an office with set breaks and lunches, you know, their, their life or their working timetable will be quite structured. It also, what needs to be taken into account is the nature of that person's job as well. We have people, clients who are overseas getting shot at. On the other hand, we've got clients whose who's biggest fear of the day is getting a paper cut, you know, working in an office. Certain things in certain people's jobs or in their lives, uh, can pop up you know whether someone's on call whether they've got a more demanding job these things happen um life as well so taking work out of it for a second people's day-to-day commitments have they got kids we've got a client with five kids you know god knows why um but we've, we've got clients with kids clients with pets clients with other commitments looking after parents or elderly these are these are commitments that need to be taken into account now some of these things will be non-negotiable i.e the times will be fixed other, other things might not be. And realistically, you've got to account for both. It's good to have the structure, but you need to have the structure with some allowance, some cushion, some buffer for a little bit of flexibility within the structure. Now, once you can get your head around that, it makes more sense when we talk about meal timings because someone who's working a night shift isn't going to have their breakfast at the same time as someone who works a nine-to-five shift. As well as that, you've got to take into account people's appetite. And this is where some people... The difference is unreal. I can personally, I can eat 15 minutes before a training session and I feel fine. Whereas I know people, we've got clients on the opposite end of the spectrum. They need about an hour before they're ready to even do their first warm up before their training session. You know, some people can eat, some people can't. Um, same before bed. I can personally eat and get into bed. It doesn't make a difference to me, providing it's not um, high in sugars, uh, so it doesn't keep me awake. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, some people can't sleep with a full stomach. Again, it's it's specific to that individual and their appetite. What you might find is you could overeat in one meal. Throughout the course of the day, the, the calorie content, the food could be exactly the same, but you could overeat in one meal. Then that could knock your digestion for the next meal and the next meal after that and make you not want to eat. You know, you could lose your appetite. This, the same goes for digestion as well. You can't just cram food in just because someone says to you it's the best time to eat. You need to listen to your body and it needs to be specific for you and what you're doing as well as that you're going to take into account the journey that someone's on what their goal is what their current body type is what are they aiming for so for example someone who is deep in a deficit a couple weeks out from a photo shoot or stepping on stage is going to have less food than someone who's in a surplus trying to grow therefore that person who's typically on less food will have a smaller feeding window because they've got less food it's as simple as that whereas a person who's in a surplus the hardest part of their job is trying to fit the meals in 
so they realistically need to start eating earlier and they will finish eating later on. So meal timings, like I said, they're, they're dependent to the, the goal, the person, the gender, the age, digestibility, people's appetite, their job, their life, their commitments, their day-to-day. It's all very specific and, and dependent on that person. Now, one of the things you can have a little bit more control with or should have a little bit more sort of intricacy with is the training window. So that would be your pre-workout, your intro workout, and your post-workout. Obviously, they need to be done within a relative time to you training. And, you know, that can be set as a non-negotiable. That one's a little bit easier to monitor. Now, the rest have to allow some flexibility or be open to the fact that it's going to be relevant to your day. Another big factor is certain people get cravings, whether it's an emotional response to stress, whether it's on cycle, long day at work, not slept, whatever. It could be anything. But depending on that person's sort of level of hunger or cravings, that's going to dictate when their next meal is versus someone who's not going through that. So it doesn't matter what person A or person B is doing with their food within reason. You just focus on you and focus on what your body's telling you, what your body's feedback is telling you, and you make the choices or your coach will make the choices for you based on your you know, your level. These one-off plans we see people with or these, the, the majority of PTs, especially gym full PTs nowadays and a lot of online coaches just... For clients off onto my fitness pal clients you know people don't know when to utilize food and, and how to optimize certain food types to get the best possible result you know nine times out of ten people always go down a suboptimal route and lose out when if they had some more direction or some more experience behind them or nudging them in the right direction or giving them that knowledge they wouldn't make these mistakes um, another thing I want to put forward is because we've had this conversation with a few people specifically where they love that structure, they need that structure in their life, and that's fair enough. Personally, I'm like that myself, but too much structure can put you in a detrimental place. So, I mentioned in last week's podcast when we're talking about stress management, how the structure is great, the structure will help you a lot more than being too flexible. However, you have to allow a little bit of flexibility. Don't forget the whole point of structure is to alleviate stress in your life, in your day. If that structure is so rigid that you can't maintain it or stick to it, or you're causing yourself so much stress to try and stick to it, then it defeats the object. The structure is not there for structure. The structure is there to eliminate stress and to make your life easier. That's why structure, that is the whole point of structure and why structure is in place. So if you remember that and have that in the back of your mind, you've got to play them off each other and find the right balance which works for you. So it's all good having strict meal times in, in place if you think that's the way forward for yourself. But you may end up not accounting for the external factors that might pop up. You might not be able to factor in certain things that might change your day and your availability to eat or your appetite or your digest, digestion to be able to eat that meal. That, I guarantee, will cause you more stress if it throws you off. Now, me personally, I put times in my diary when I eat and they're all fixed. However... The flexibility within that structure is I add on 15 minutes onto my meal time. So it gives me the flexibility before or after. So even though it doesn't take me that long to eat, I add an extra 15 meals, 15 minutes on top of every single meal. Therefore, it allows me that flexibility whether I want to eat a little bit earlier or whether I want to eat a little bit later. I'm still within that time block that I've given myself. Therefore, I have that structure, but with some flexibility. You don't want to be too flexible with it because then you sort of lose that routine. So when you lose that, when you have too much flexibility, when you lose that routine, 
uh, food can go in at completely erratic times. The amounts of food can go in at completely erratic times. Energy levels can have big spikes. They can have big drops. That can affect you mentally. That can affect your mood. That can then affect your training. That can bring on cravings. That can affect sleep. The more consistency in your day, in your diet, in your training, in what you do day to day, in terms of what you can control, will always benefit you in the long run. Basically, the key points here are if you are planning this yourself and you're sort of trying to work out your meal timings yourself, imagine you're looking at a diary, have everything blanked off, have everything sort of you know zeroed away and then plan your non-negotiables. So whether that's the time you wake up and the time you go to sleep, that could be your working shifts if you know what they are. Once you've got a few blocks in that diary, it shows you where the space is. It shows you where you can start moving things around or placing things. So if you want to choose meal timings, that's fine. But make sure you allow the flexibility. You don't have to put them in a diary. That's a bit OCD. That's just what I like doing myself. But if you are going to do, go down that route, add some flexibility. If not, block out all the non-negotiables in your diary, in your day. See what you can do. See what you have to work around. See what you can't do. What that will do is like you get a few light bulb moments you'll see certain windows in your day with that flexibility probably with a little bit more time than you need to work out roughly when the best time is for you to eat take into account your digestion take into account your appetite you don't want to be overeat you don't want to starve yourself pushing meals too far back is just going to bring on cravings and where you're trying to save yourself from having a slip up you'll actually create a like a compound interest pandora's box type of moment where you just slip up and have a massive binge on the flip side, you don't want to eat everything too early and then be hungry at the rest of the day because you're eating all your food and you've not planned it out well. The easiest window to start with, like we said before, is always going to be the training window on training days. So your, your food before training, your food during training or supplementation during training and your food after training because that is always going to be fixed around that non-negotiable point. Whether the time changes in the day or not, it's always going to be fixed around that, that block, that task that you've got to do that day from that point that makes meals around that that activity or that training session a little bit easier to manage so for example if you're an early riser you don't want too much food in your system before you train if you're training late at night you need to leave enough space for post-workout ideally you want to get your meals in before then the, the remainder of your meal so that you've got fuel in your system ready to train and so that you're not force feeding after if it's if it's a late one You've got to work it out, take into account your work, the time you wake up, the time you go to bed, the time that you're training, the demand or the type of training that you're doing, the, the, the position in your journey where you are, whether you're on maintenance, whether you're in a surplus, whether you're in a deficit. If your shifts change, you can still have consistency. We say this a lot with people who work days and nights that let's say if you, let's just make it easy and say you're on a day shift and a normal nine to five shift and you eat a, uh, just for argument's sake, 9, 12, 3, and 6. Let's say if you were to switch over to night shifts, yep, you would you know, realistically be asleep then times, but if you think about them timings, there's three hours in between each meal. It may not work exact, but you can still have some consistency with your nutrition by having your meals roughly every three hours, but reversed or inverted, if you like, because you'll be asleep in a day and you'll be working at night. That still gives you some form of consistency. When we talk about food or food compliance, food adherence, it's not a switch, it's not zero, it's not, you know, on and off, it's a percentile. You can have a percent of adherence and work on that percent of adherence with your nutrition, whether that's the types of food, whether that's rough meal timings or, or portions of food. You know, each of these will give you a certain percent and we're obviously we're focusing on rough meal timings right now and when's the best time to eat. 
So base it around your day. Always remember the more consistency that you can have based on your day, based on your job, your commitments and everything else, your lifestyle, the, the more consistency that you can put in there, it's always going to be beneficial to you. But don't focus on what other people are doing, even if they've got the same shift as you, even if they've got the exact same job as you, even if they've got the same amount of kids as you, even if they're on a surplus like you or a deficit like you, that person is going to be completely different just because on the surface they look similar and what they are doing might work for them doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. You've got to play a bit of trial and error. You've got to see what works. You've got to see what doesn't work. You've got to see what's got a bit of play and what you can try and manipulate, what you can try and change. Once you do that, you've got a bank of things that, that work. You've got a bank of things that don't work. The things that work, you're going to utilize them. You're going to use them, whether it's the timings, whether it's the food types, whether it's having your meals here and here, whatever it is, you're going to utilize them and constantly aim to progress them. The things that don't work, you just forget about and put them to the side. You just focus on you, your body's feedback and what works for you or what seems to be working for you and try and progress it. We're not chasing perfection with your nutrition. We're chasing constant progression. Everything you do every single day, every single minute is constant feedback, whether it's training related, whether it's food related, whether it's rest related, recovery related, appetite related, stress related, whatever it is, every single thing, your body will always churn out feedback. So as part of what we do, we learn to utilize that feedback to, to put a solution in place and you can up to a point you can do that yourself so make sure you listen to your body make sure you listen to that feedback and see what works best for you stop trying to chase other people's you know perfect times even yourself don't try and chase the perfect time down to the minute down to the second because realistically it doesn't exist too much structure will be detrimental for you Hopefully this one helped a few people. Uh, like I said, it's one that comes up a lot with, with new clients as well as people just asking for general tips and a, and a bit of help here and there. Um, have a listen. I know it's not a black or white answer. I know it's not a case of these are the times that you need to eat. But based on this, after you've had a listen, you, you'll realize that there is no perfect time. There's no blanket statement. There's no blanket answer that can be given to everyone because everyone's different. Just learn from the feedback. I'm always happy to help. Feel free after listening to this, feel free to fire a message over if you are struggling specifically like with yourself, with your own circumstances, or you're struggling to put a rough plan in place. And I'm happy to go through some tips. You know, if you give us the feedback, we can put the solution in place or a possible solution or, or keep going until we find that solution. Um, end of the day, that, that's what we're here for. Uh, so next week, we will do the same sort of po uh, podcast, same sort of topic on training times that's another one equally as as popular as this that we get asked a lot uh but we thought we'd do that on a separate podcast we'll do it on a separate one um go into a bit more detail about the pros and cons of training at different times but again it's going to be very specific to the individual uh, so like i said hopefully this helped a few people feel free to drop a message in the dms and we will get back to you